Kevin? No. It's the Dubuque Area Sports Podcast. Welcome back to the Dubuque Area Sports Podcast. As always, this is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman, and I'm going to introduce the listeners to a new coach, a new coach in our area, Brian McCabe, who is taking over the Clark University Pride. He is the first year skipper, and everybody is excited to see if he can keep that train rolling. Coach McCabe, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Nick. I'm, I'm appreciative of you of the opportunity and excited to speak to the audience who may not know me quite yet. Let's learn about you and then let's learn about the pride. You are the first year head coach of Clark University, but you are familiar with the program. Tell the audience your background at Clark University before you took over the head coaching position. Yeah, certainly not a stranger. So I grew up in Lena, Illinois, just about an hour east of Dubuque here. I chose to play my baseball and get my education at Clark out of high school and spent about six years by the time I was in school. I helped coach Spain out for a couple years uh, starting my coaching career and then chose to move to Arizona and and see what I could do there. So I ended up uh, working at a few great schools. I was an assistant at Phoenix College, a junior college out there for a year. And then Benedictine University Mesa started their baseball program. So I was the pitching coach there for two years and was lucky enough to be named a 26-year-old head coach at the time and uh, spent the last five years down there. Had a great run and obviously had a great opportunity uh, this past August that, that drove me back to Dubuque. I just want to give a plug to the Lena Brewing Company. I did not know this interview was going to go that way. If you are a beer enthusiast and over the age of 21, if you're ever in our area and you're driving through Lena, going to Chicago, one, they have great food, and two, they have one of the best IPAs I think I've ever had. Are you familiar with the Lena Brewing Company, Coach McCabe? I am familiar. You know, it didn't exist when I lived there uh, back in the day, but I'm glad to see it's having a lot of success. I know the owner, Ross, uh, so it's great to, great to have a local guy to lead a great business, that's for sure. The great thing, too, is when you go to the bathroom there, you pee in a keg that has been cut open and you're peeing inside of a Miller Lite keg. But enough about the Lita Brewing Company. No, they are not a paid sponsor of the Dubuque Area Sports Podcast, but great food if you're ever driving from Dubuque to Chicago. I want to go back a couple months. I know when I got the news, I was out on a walk and my phone was blowing up. I'm sure Clark University community had the same feeling. You get wind that Coach Spain has left the program and is taking over the Spartans of Dubuque. What are your first thoughts you have when you get the news? Yeah, well, it was a whirlwind. So first of all, I'm very close with Dan. So I would say nothing in this process really uh, caught me by surprise. Um, We've, you know, we've maintained communication over the eight years that I left and um you know so i was appreciative of that but it was a whirlwind i was in chicago actually for my sister's wedding so i was i was in the area and all this is happening and it was it was exciting you know when that when that happens your first thought is well what if it was me what could i do you know it'd be an honor to come back home and 
there's obviously a lot of logistics you have to work through, but it, it was, um, you know, it was an exciting time and one that I was looking for and hoping I had the opportunity to interview for. So I know, you know, just talking with Dan, it was, it was an exciting time for him, but I was appreciative that he kind of kept me in the loop and he wanted to make sure this program's in good hands because he's the one that's, that's built it up so well. So it was, uh, it was a lot of emotions, that's for sure. When you got word that he was leaving the program and you applied and you were hired, roughly how long of a process was that? Was that a couple week period, a month period? I'm sure it probably was a flash to you, but what was the process of applying and interviewing and then waiting? And was there a second or third interview? And then how did it go about developing and bringing in your staff some new and maybe even some old yeah so honestly it, it was very quick uh like i said i was in the area you know we we heard dan was leaving i think on on maybe a tuesday or wednesday and i know i was on campus friday so it um you know things things happened quickly and it was like i said it was a whirlwind being on a little vacation back home in the midwest and you know, had the opportunity to come on campus and interview with uh, campus leadership here. So it was it was very, very quickly. I would say by the time uh, Dan resigned and took his new opportunity, by the time I moved was maybe about two weeks. Uh, so it was it was very quick. And I was very lucky to have the former Clark hitting coach, Anthony Razzo, who was a former teammate of mine. He had left earlier in the summer. But when I called him and said, hey, there's there's no one I'd rather do with this with. Uh, he was on board pretty quickly, and then it was, you know, trying to hire our pitching coach in the next few weeks before school started. So there was there was a lot to do between hiring coaches, communicating with the current players, seeing who is still uh, going to be staying at school, moving from Phoenix to uh, Dubuque. Uh, so it was it was a it was a lot there late in July, early August, but it was an opportunity I couldn't have been more excited to to uh, you know accomplish couple interesting side stories. I was umpiring a baseball game with Coach Razzo, and after the game, we fist bumped. We told each other we did a nice job, and I said, Coach Razzo, I really enjoyed doing this with you. We should do it again sometime, and he goes, ah, Nick, that's not going to happen. My car is parked, and I am driving to California now because I took a new position with a new, with a new program, so I was excited to hear that he was coming back when you got offered the job and the position what feelings what emotions did you have and you were going through yeah honestly the first one was honored you know i was i was completely honored i know there's there's been assistance in the past there's good coaches all around the country and it was an honor to be to be the guy that they thought could uh lead this program in the best foot forward um, you know, a little nerve wracking, to be honest, when, when you're looking at these jobs and being a part of these hiring processes, a lot of times it's late May, early June, mid June. Um, and when things are happening in late July, you're like, how the heck are we going to put a roster together? How are we going to do this and that? But it was, it was really just an exciting time. I knew, uh, basically moved back here eight years to the day that I left. Um, and I knew that I'd be coming back at some point, you know, I, I didn't think it'd be this early. Uh, but I guess that's kind of a, a microcosm of my coaching career is I didn't think it'd be this early for anything I did and was lucky enough to be put in good positions by the people that I learned from. And, and yeah, so it was, it was a lot of emotions for sure. But like I said, it was, it was one I couldn't have been more thrilled to accept and, and ready for that challenge. 
One of my favorite places in the world is Arizona because they play baseball 24-7, 12 months out of the year. And just the excitement of going to a spring training complex and watching the Oakland A's practice and then going and watching an Oakland A's spring training game and then going to watch whatever team is playing during the night game, you left that, that great weather to come back to Dubuque, Iowa. Are you feeling okay? I am. I am. You know, I've, I've gotten that question a lot in the past six months. Uh, but what I tell people is, you know, there, obviously there's a lot more important things than weather a few months a year. Um, my family is still here in the area, so that that was a big uh, deciding factor in what I wanted to do. But, but yeah, Phoenix was great. I absolutely loved my eight years out there. But um, when you have a community like Dubuque calling you back, it's it's something a little more powerful than that sunshine, I think. And Dubuque is a great community and a historic community for following baseball, whether it be the college programs or the semi-pro teams or the local prep schools in the area. Now, one thing I've learned through doing this podcast is just the amount of respect that Coach Y, Coach Spain, and Coach T-Bon had for each other. I'm curious, did Coach Spain give you any words of encouragement or advice when you were named the new Clark University head coach? Sure. So, you know, I wouldn't say necessarily words of encouragement. He knows that, you know, he's, he's stepping away. And, you know, I, I know Dan well enough to know he's not going to try to act like he's running the show or at, you know, two different places or things like that. And I think he just wanted to be, you know, for me to be me. Um, we, we recruited together all the time the past six, seven years. We kind of know each other's coaching philosophy together at this point. Um, but what, you know, while he didn't necessarily do that, he, he couldn't have been more happy for me. Just the conversations we had, um, you know, I, I don't know how many people he says this to, but for the past 10 years, he said, you know, if, and when I leave, you're the guy that is going to take over this program. And I, I always felt that myself and, and I know he believes in me and, you know, being a player on his first, uh, team as a head coach, I think our relationship goes a long way. So. I've, you know, obviously maintained close contact with him. I see him all the time, and he's got words of encouragement when I know, you know, maybe something isn't right or still like, hey, what, what do I do in this situation? I know he's always there for me. So it's, it's good to have him still in town, and, you know, none of this would be possible without him. I'm going to allow you to give a sales pitch to anybody listening. What was it about Clark U that made you want to come back after being away and then use this as a sales pitch to any players listening that might want to come be part of the pride. Absolutely. I think the thing that drew me back is, like I said, it's just a community. You know, I, I stepped on, on campus as an 18-year-old from a small town, had no clue what the real world was about. Um, and, and Clark, both in the classroom and out of the classroom, really showed me what work ethic is, what being accountable is, how to prepare yourself in, you know, in the best way. And um, it, it really is a special place. I know there's there's so many people I've gone to school with and now I've had the pleasure of coaching where a lot of people pick this place really not knowing what it is. And, you know, they may be excited to go back to their home in California or Florida or wherever they're from once they graduate. And it's funny, a lot of those people are still here. A lot of those people have started businesses here. Um, and it's a place kind of like Razo, you know, it just kind of brings you back, you know, and it's a, 
it's a community that that we love to be a part of and i think you know as far as the baseball aspect what dan created in the last 10 years is is special you know i always tell my players we won 23 24 games i think my senior year and i say we thought we were the new york yankees you know we were we were the best team in school history we were going to the national tournament, you know, all these things that really we weren't even close to at that point. And Dan made that a reality. So being able to jump into a, a program that I know that's had recent success and um, really just try to put my stamp on it and, and take it further than we've ever gone because there's a lot of team goals we still haven't reached yet and a lot of personal goals. And um, it's really just about changing lives at this point. You mentioned how guys – came from Clark from all over the country and how they stay here. That's right. I know officiating a lot of semi-pro games, I'll talk to a lot of guys and interact with a lot of guys either between games or between innings and the amount of guys that have graduated years ago but are still here because they love the community and then they love playing baseball in that semi-pro league as well. Coach McCabe, you're inheriting a team last year that went 29 and 17 overall and 21 and 10 in the conference. Looking back at last year and looking at the roster you currently have, what excites you the most about the Pride? Yeah, I think there's a there's a great foundation that came back. It's it's obviously if you look at the guys that made an impact last year, it is a much different team. I believe we're bringing back uh, four innings. Uh, on the mound this year that through last year uh, two really key pieces uh, Brendan O'Connor and Thomas Brandon those are two guys you know you don't really walk into a program and have two guys that are hitting over 400 over a thousand OPS um, so there, there's a great foundation there and I, I knew you know looking at the roster I wasn't going to make a decision based on what does this year look like that's just too short term uh, but yeah it's, it's a young team we're we're rebuilding a lot um, but the guys that are here ready to go and having that senior leadership, the guys that did play last year, uh, it's been a huge benefit because there's there's nothing new. There's nothing that they haven't seen before. It's just time to compete. At the time of recording, the Clark Pride are roughly around 500. How did it feel getting that first win and looking at how the team's doing so far what is going well for the pride? And then what are some things we need to get better at moving forward? Yeah, it was, it was obviously great to get the first win. I, I remember after that first win, we had a, you know, kind of an emotional team talk and uh, it was obviously my first win, which is the last thing I'm thinking about, but our closer, Joe Alba had his first college save. Our, one of our relievers, Christian Pearl from the area, he got his first college win. So there's going to be a lot of firsts this year. And I think that's just the inexperience that the team has, but we gain it pretty quickly. But I think what we're doing well right now is, you know, we kind of changed the mindset competitively. Um, you know, just looking at the entire game. I know when I came in, a lot of guys, especially on the offensive side, it was, we got to hit, hit, hit. And while that's important, I've had some of the best offenses in the country the past few years. There's a lot more to it than just hitting. You know, we, we look at it like an offense. We got to run bases. Uh, we got to be smart with what we do, situational hitting. I would say the things we got to get better at right now, you know, what we thought was going to be a strength, and I think still is going to be a strength once we get outside more and get that consistency, is just catching and throwing the baseball. Um, we were really good our first weekend. 
Uh, and then last weekend we struggled a little bit. So I, for me, that's that's the emphasis of a good team is how well you run the bases and how good you can play catch. So um, those are two big emphasis we've got right now. And then just on the mound, like I said, we've got a lot of inexperience, rolling a lot of freshmen, sophomores out there that have never uh, competed collegiately. And it's just about getting those reps in, getting that experience. And by the time, you know, we hit March, April, those guys are seasoned best and they're ready to go. So there, there's definitely a lot of things we can work on, but, you know, we, our goal and what I learned from Dan early on in my coaching crew was we're not out here to play uh, subpar teams and run that record up to 10 and 0 knowing we haven't played anybody. So we, we want to challenge ourselves early and I think that's what we've done and it's going to benefit us here in the next uh, couple weekends. Stick around for more great content, but first a word from one of our amazing sponsors. Nolan Weber Insurance through American Family Insurance is a proud sponsor. of Contact Nolan or a member of his crew at 563-258-5467 to request a quote. You can also find this highly reviewed agent on Facebook by searching Nolan Weber Insurance. I hope in March and April we have the weather that we're having now so I can put a face to the name of the players we're going to start talking about now. Let's meet the guys. Let's meet the 2024 Clark University Pride. Does the Pride bring back any returning conference or national award winners this year? Yeah, so we've got two returning uh, conference All Heart of America award winners from last year. Two names I already mentioned, Thomas Brandon, our catcher, and then Brendan O'Connor, our current right fielder. So like I said, having two guys locked and loaded um, for their senior year, it's been special to walk in and have that leadership and have that talent on the field right away. Coach, walk us around the horn. Don't forget your catcher. Who are some of the starters? How are they doing? Are there any position battles currently going on in the infield? Walk us through your depth chart. Yeah, so right now, Tommy Peterson's been anchoring first base for us. He has been, you know, he he had a really successful year last year in about a part-time role. Uh, so him getting the reins every single day, you know, he's, he's been great for us defensively, hitting cleanup for us. Uh, second base right now, a good little position battle. Jin Hattori out of Japan, he's been kind of anchoring at the last few games. Uh, we've also got Dean Ormondi from Long Beach, California. Um, so there's there's really good competition there. Honestly, mostly every spot we've got, you know, two deep guys guys pushing to be on each other. But shortstop, we've got Kevin Javier and Eric A. Bear. Uh, two guys, you know, one's been in the program for a little bit. One was one of the few recruits Eric, that I was able to bring in uh, early in August. Third base, Alex Reynoso, he's been great for us. Kind of started in the leadoff, struggled a little bit, moved into the five-fold and had a really good weekend. Um, unfortunately, he dislocated his thumb sliding on turf last weekend, so hopefully we'll get him back uh, this weekend, maybe next weekend. We'll see there. But uh, And then catching, like I said, we've got Thomas Brennan as our number one right now. He was a D1 transfer with us last year. And then Donnie Weaver out of uh, out of DMAC and um, the Quad Cities. He's kind of been our number two, but Bryn Van Tiger is right behind him uh, trying to get those reps and ABs. Take us to the outfield. Who's tracking the ball down for the pride? Yeah, so in the corners, we've had you know the two same guys for the first seven games so far. Brendan O'Connor, our returning All-Heart of America award winner. 
Uh, Key Crowder, he's been great for us in left field, moved him up to leadoff last year. And then we've started three different guys in uh, center field so far this year. We've got Randy Lopez Acosta. He's a new transfer out of California. Um, we've got Andrew Swartz, who's obviously a local guy. He's had a great couple games. He, he brings tools that, you know, not many people can at this point. Um, so it's, you know, it's good to have those guys. And then Ethan Jones, the guy who's been in the program for three years now, he's been working his way up. Uh, and he started a game last weekend. So a lot, a lot of position battles. And this early, we're just trying to figure out what the best, uh, you know, who's going to ride the hot hand and, and who's going to bring it that weekend. Early in the season yet, walk us through your rotation. Right now, who are the top-of-the-line guys? Who are some of the guys that are those long relievers providing those Indian, those extra innings? And then how's the back end of the bullpen looking? Also, your closer as well. Yeah, so our rotation right now, we're, you know, we've kind of been here with the injury bug here these last couple weeks, so we're moving things around a little bit. But we've got... You know, we've got four starters and four guys I can think can compete at the highest level. It starts with Carson Postel. Uh, again, been in the program for a few years. Um, he's really getting his first opportunity this year. And then we've got three new transfers. Uh, Dante Maeda out of the Chicago area. We've got Ryan Blondell, who's a junior college transfer. And then Chris Ueda, who is a junior college transfer out of Japan. So those are, you know, the four guys that have gotten the starts for us at this point. Christian Kroll has had a great year so far, getting his first varsity action. Um, you know, local guy, got his first win, like I mentioned. Joe Alba, David Guevara, those are the two that are kind of taking hold of the back end for us. And with us playing a lot of seven-inning games due to our doubleheaders, you know, we need those guys to throw, you know, quality start and have a couple guys there at the end to really back them up. So, it's, it's like I said, it's a lot of young guys getting their feet wet for the first time, but there's a lot of talent out there, and we just got to keep getting better every week. Before the transfer portal, they said it generally took a coach in college three to five years to bring in his or her players, bring in his or her system, and really start to turn the program around. Your senior class, they weren't guys that you brought in, but what are you expecting from your senior class this year? And then same question, what are your hopes and what are you expecting from your first round of recruits that you brought in this year? Yeah, good question. I think with the seniors, and I, I made it clear pretty early, is this isn't going to become a you're my player, you're not my player, you're Dan's player. Um, this is our team at this point, you know, where we are what we are. And so I wanted to make that distinguish, you know, distinguish that pretty early as far as say, I don't care who recruited you here. We're here and we're going to get after it. But like I said, the seniors have been great. Um, a few of them have had experience on the field and had a lot of success. And, you know, what we tell our guys is, you know, I'm thankful for all of them because, you know, they could have left. You know, I was in that position before my senior year, before Dan was hired. And it's a nerve wracking time. And, you know, I said, I'm thankful for you guys because you chose to stay here. You chose to get the Clark degree. You chose to be the one that wanted to build this program up. So, um, you know, I was very thankful for them and they've had a great attitude and with all this transition and then with, you know, quote unquote, my recruits, I was able to bring three guys in, um, by the time I was hired by the, you know, to the time school started and, and those three guys have been great and just, you know, understanding, Hey, you're in the minority of guys that I brought here. So 
I don't want you to be looked at different. If anything, you have to set the tone even more. You know, you have to be that example every single day on the field, in the classroom, in the athletic training room of, of starting to, you know, not that we needed to change a lot of things, but starting to turn the corner as far as we expect excellence with whatever we're doing. So um, it's been a, it's been a great, great meshing point so far. And the guys have believed in what we're doing and, and I think they're enjoying it. Coach, the name of this podcast is the Dubuque Area Sports Podcast, and I would be doing the local preps a disservice if we did not talk about the guys that we followed through high school up until this point. So I'm going to say a name of a guy who was on your roster from the Dubuque area and just give me the first couple thoughts that pop into your head. First one is Andrew Schwartz, who prepped at Bellevue? Unbelievable tools. Uh, he's one of the fastest guys I've ever seen. Uh, he's got pop in the bat. He can cover He can cover that entire outfield almost by himself. Uh, he, he, he's pretty impressive physically and even better guy. Cole Schwartz, who prepped at Dubuque Hempstead. Yeah, Cole's a lot like his brother Andrew. I mean, they're, they're athletic freaks. They're, they're people that work hard, and we're really excited for Cole. Um, you know, Razo, the first time I met him back here in Dubuque, once we both moved back, he said, there's, there's these two brothers that have a chance to be all Americans. And we, we still fully believe in that. And, and while Andrew will be done after this year, we're excited to see what Cole's going to do in the future. We got to talk about Ethan Hayful from Galena. Might I say one of the nicest people I've ever met officiating such a great kid. What can you tell us about Ethan? Yeah, great guy. We always joke around because, like you talked about, I went to Lena Winslow. Uh, Ethan went to Galena, so we had a little bit of a high school rivalry. So I, I never let him forget that. But but no, Ethan's a great guy. He's a legitimate two way prospect in this program. Uh, this year, it's looking like you know more time's going to be on the mound. Uh, you know, he was our first guy out of the bullpen this this year in our first weekend, and and he's got a great present and future. Just like you said, great guy. He's, he's a program starter. That's for sure. Great hitter, great catcher, great prep from Western Dubuque. Also, during the offseason, is a coach for the Western Dubuque Bobcats. What can you tell us about Bryn Van Tiger? Yeah, Bryn's another just rock-solid guy. I mean, I'm so lucky to have these local guys here who are just good people as well as good baseball players. And, and Bryn's everything you want in a player. He, he works hard. He asks the right questions. Um, there's nothing that is above him, nothing that is below him. And, um, you know, like I said, he's fighting for opportunities right now, came up with a big pinch hit single for us uh, last weekend down in Missouri, and we're really excited to see what Bryn's going to do as well. You mentioned him earlier, but let's talk about him again. Christian Pruell, who prepped at Marquette Catholic, but graduated from Wallert Catholic and prepped there as well. Yeah, Christian's a great right arm. You know, he's, like I said, he's been a good addition out of the bullpen, got his first college win last weekend, and um, he's come in both weekends for us and done a really good job. So we're excited to see what he's going to do as he progresses throughout this year. And then all of these guys, you know, that you mentioned, Hazel, Cole, Van Tiger, these guys are all athletic freshmen. So, you know, while they've had the experience of being in college for a year, uh, there's there's a lot of positives and a lot of local guys that are going to really have a big impact on this program in the years to come. It's interesting following Christian's career. He was a power hitting catcher at Marquette Catholic, 
transferred to Waller and was a fireballing pitcher out of the bullpen and now is doing that same thing from Clark University. Coach Mabe, thank you again for joining us on the Dubuque Area Sports Podcast. Last question before we hit into that podcast killing double play. How do we find your schedule? Plug your social media. When are the Pride projected to make their season debut out in beautiful Piasta Park? Yeah, so we you can find our schedule at ClarkPride.com. We've got a great athletic website. Brett Tudell, our SID, does a phenomenal job with keeping the community in the know with what's going on. We've obviously got got a lot of great sports here on campus, and we appreciate that local support. But um, it's, you know, Instagram, Twitter, you can find us at Clark Baseball. You know, we're really trying to revamp things, really get that active, and you know, let let the community know who's on who's on this team and all the successes that they're having on and off the field. But uh, like you said, hopefully we get this good weather continuing for the next few weeks. Uh, but currently, it's supposed to be Saturday, March sixteenth. We'll have a big series against in-state rival Grandview. Uh, so hopefully that's the day we'll get out there and play our first first game in Dubuque County. Coach, best of luck to you, your team, your Clark University pride, and the campus on a successful 2024 season. 643, we're out of here. <laughs>